Hey, this is Jay. Welcome back to my podcast where I'm reading Zombies Ate My Poodle a chapter at a time as I turn it into an audiobook. So in the last chapter, Zach and Amy were barely able to make it into the university thanks to some bullwhip swinging and help from a couple of the college students. Let's find out if they can finally get the zombie cure in this chapter. 3, 2, 1. Chapter 24, Disbelief. Zach and Amy sat at the end of a large wooden table in a conference room on the second floor of the university. Windows stretched along one wall, and Zach knew if it wasn't so dark he'd be able to see zombies roaming the streets below. He looked around the table at all the grown-ups sitting there, some of them writing notes, some sneaking glances at him when they didn't think he was looking, and some just staring into space. But all of them looked very tired. There were two empty chairs at the far end of the table, and Zach guessed everybody must be waiting for two more people to show up, but he was about out of patience. It had been almost two hours since they made it through the gate and were led by some of the students into the main building of the university. Zach and Amy had a chance to get cleaned up and eat a big meal in the cafeteria while answering dozens of questions thrown at them by the students. Yeah, juggling. We call it being bamboozled. All they want is your brains, and if they eat too much, then you just die. Sure, you can pet them. They don't want people brains. None of the students had been off the university ground since the zombies first appeared and the gates had been closed, so all they knew was what they could see over the fence surrounding the college. Jeffrey and Pookie were a big hit and had been constantly petted since they arrived. Zach found it strange inside the fenced grounds of the university. In the building, some students were reading or playing ping pong. Out on one of the lawns, several students were having a fight with water balloons. But just on the other side of the fence... Chaos reigned, with zombies waiting to crunch some skulls. After dinner, Zack and Amy were led to a big room that had been turned into a dormitory while the zombie crisis was going on. You guys can have these two cots down here at the end, one of the student guides said. Amy set her picnic basket on her cot, and Zack dropped down on his and asked, So when do we finally get to talk to someone about the zombie cure? Right now. Leave your stuff here and we'll take you to the conference room. The dean called a meeting with all the main staff members and you're the main course. The student snickered at his own joke and one of the girls said, Hey, don't scare them. The dean isn't that bad. That made Zach feel a little better until everybody else looked at the girl and laughed, including her. Whatever, Zach said. Let's just do this. Pookie and Jeffrey stayed in the dorm, watched by several volunteers who couldn't seem to get enough of the zombie pets. Zach and Amy headed for the conference room. Amy sat quietly in a swivel chair next to Zach, who fidgeted more and more the longer they waited. Finally, after waiting more than 20 minutes, the door at the far end of the room opened and two men started in. The first was tall, thin, and looked like he spent a lot of time in a tanning booth. He wore an expensive suit, and he walked in with what at first looked like a smile, but as he entered the room it seemed to turn into a smirk. He slicked back his jet black hair and headed straight for the biggest chair at the head of the table. The second man was shorter, a little chubby, with dark skin and a fringe of white hair. He was wearing a white lab coat and carrying a beaker with a blue liquid in it. The smile on his face just got bigger and the corners of his eyes crinkled as he reached the table and looked at Zack and Amy. So, you're the two who made it clear across town by yourselves! He carefully set the beaker down and plopped himself into the last empty chair at the table. I have so many questions for you. <coughs> The man with the slick hair cleared his throat and interrupted. Yes, Professor, we all have questions, but some of us have more important things to take care of. If you don't mind, I'll lead the interrogation. Amy kept her eyes on the man at the end of the table, but gently elbowed Zack and whispered, 
Interrogation? What? Her heart thudded as her imagination ran wild. The black-haired man continued, My name is Thorne. I'm the dean of this university. This is Professor Hadid from our infectious disease department, motioning to the man in the lab coat. Now why don't you just give us the highlights of what you saw on your way here? We don't have a lot of time. Less than 30 minutes later, it was all over and Zach's head was spinning. Everybody except he and Amy had left the room and she sat with her elbows on the table and her head in her hands. They didn't believe anything we told them, Zach said in a deep voice mimicking Dean Thorne. I'm sure you thought your parents were in charge of the zombies, but that's just not possible. There's no way they are putting together a zombie army. And when you suggested we make a plan, said Amy, then doing her own imitation of Thorn, No, we don't need to hear about your little plan. We'll make the decisions and you can both go play like good children do. Zack stood up. But the very worst thing was when he said, I'm sure this is a cure for the virus, but it must go through months of testing before it will be ready to try on the infected. Just forget about your parents, boy. It's too late for them. Zack slammed his fist on the table, and his voice shook with frustration as he yelled, It'll never be too late. If they don't want to help me rescue my parents, I'll do it myself. Amy stood up and put her hand on his shoulder. Not by yourself, she said. I'm with you no matter what it takes, so let's make a plan. Plan to rescue mom and dad. Number one, find out where Professor keeps zombie cure. Number two, talk to guys with water balloons. Get at least two. Number three, pack supplies, food, and smoke bombs. Number four, get the zombie cure. Number five, test zombie cure. Number six, someone to watch Jeffrey and Pookie. Number seven, Climb over wall, get to boat, rescue parents. By 11 p.m., more than half of the plan had been finished, although Amy was a little concerned that the last step was too vague, but Zach seemed happy with it. They waited until almost everyone had gone to bed and then snuck into the lab with Pookie and Jeffrey and were now staring at the beaker filled with blue liquid. Earlier in the evening, Professor Hadid had been glad to show it to them and had answered all their questions. He was very excited about the possibilities and was sure it would reverse the zombie infection. Unlike Dean Thorne, the professor sounded genuinely sad when he told Zack it couldn't be used without first testing on zombies. But that was then, and now Zack and Amy were alone with the cure. And they just happened to have two zombies with them. Here, Jeffrey. Come on, boy. And that is it for chapter 24. All that work to get to the university for the zombie cure, and now they're told they can't have it? You had to know by now that Zach and Amy wouldn't just sit and do nothing. Now, in case you've forgotten, you can get a copy of the complete Zombies Ate My Poodle book at Amazon or Apple Books. But don't worry, I'll probably remind you at least seven more times, just in case you forget. See you next episode, where we find out what happens when the cure is tested on Jeffrey.